Alexa, play Navigating the Magic podcast. Getting the latest episode of Navigating the Magic. Thanks for listening to Navigating the Magic. There's few things we love more than when someone tells us they heard about us from a friend. We hope you continue listening and sharing this podcast with others, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or even from iHeartRadio. There's lots of options for whoever you navigate with. We also invite you to rate and subscribe. Have a suggestion or a great Disney memory? Find us on Instagram and Facebook and tell us all about it. And don't forget, keep on navigating on. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, we proudly present Navigating the Magic. You draw a crowd, you start bumping your music, and you have the Radio Disney dancers out there with their name tags on. The main dance we taught was uh, Tayo Cruz Dynamite. Dun, 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 dynamite. You know that song. I don't know that Okay. Song. Yeah, I just sang it really good. You didn't notice. Hello and welcome to Navigating the Magic. I'm your host, Jace. I'm Holly. Take two. I swallowed a bug. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Radio Disney. That's right. So those of you who are avid listeners know that Holly used to work or be a dancer for Radio Disney, right? Both. Both. You even got to work the mixer one time. That's right. They taught us how when Radio Disney was going out of business, they wanted us to have a lot of stuff on our resume so that we could work at other radio stations or find other jobs. So we got to go in and figure out how to use the mixer board. Which was really cool. Which is just a Cuisinart. A Cuisinart? <laughs> oh, or Cuisinart. 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 I don't know. Whatever that mixer is in there. <laughs> no, a mixer board in radio is the board that you pot up and down the music. Yeah, right. Awesome. Well, we want to hear more about that. But first, do you want to get us started? And we're off like the lights at Radio Disney. Oh. That's just rude. Yeah, it is. Don't talk to me about this. And it's bringing up a lot of scars. It really does, though. I think even still to this day, she always talks about how oh. sad she was that Radio Disney closed Seriously. in Salt Lake. Like, other than my job at Disney World, it was probably my favorite job I've ever had. Yeah. Seriously. I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to think if I... Honestly, I may have liked it more than working at Disney World because it was like my hometown of Salt Lake mixed with my love of Disney. So I got to be home, but I also was working for the mouse. I mean, what's better than that? Right. You're home around your friends and family. You're home around where your school is, your comfort, you know, your comfort zone. And you're also working for the mouse and you're getting discounts at Disney. I mean, hello. Yeah. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. I love it. Well, I think one of the first times I ever saw you and it was from a distance, actually, was you were doing a halftime show at the jazz game. So. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's start from the beginning. All right. Take me. Take me to day one. You heard about it. And then here's the scene. So it was 2008, and I was I just got back from the Disney College program. I did one semester of school, and then I moved back home to work for the summer. Well, I got a job at an acting and modeling agency as a receptionist. I worked the front desk, and they knew I had just got back from a Disney internship from working at Disney World Dancing in the Parades. And they uh, had the casting director, he had a note come across his desk, hey, Radio Disney is looking for dancers in your area, and sent it to the talent agency. So the talent agent came up to me and he said, hey, I know you worked for Disney. I know you're a dancer. We will give you the day off if you'll go to this tryout. And I was like, wow, okay. Because they get a kickback if they right. book the jobs. So yeah, well, they're say. agents, right? That's what yeah, they do. Yeah, so they get, a, they get a kickback or they get a bonus or incentive if they're the ones that sent somebody that got the job. Right. So I was like, all right, great. So this was summer 2008. I go to the tryout. It's just an open call. At the Franklin Covey Center, which is where the Utah Jazz NBA team plays. Wait, practices. so how many people were there? 
Well, so I walked in and there, you, you know, you check in. I got there early. You check in. You get a number. And guess what number I was? Uh, 13. Oh, my gosh. So you were like on the lower end. Well, I'm saying lucky, unlucky 13. Oh, so I, I check in and I was like, oh, 13. And they're like, yeah. And I said, maybe it's good luck. And then the station manager, it's the first time I'd seen her. Her name's Ginger. She's just the cutest little bean. She was like, yeah, maybe it'll be good luck for you today, like interacting with me. And I was like, oh, man. And they had, they all had their radio or their, yeah, their Radio Disney name tags on. It looked very similar to the Disney ones. I'm like, oh, my goodness, they're Disney cast members. I was so excited. There was like a pillar of light so shining on all of them. I got number 13 and it went up to the 100s. And there was a lot of people in that lobby. I want to say it was around 100 kids. Well, and those are that's such an awkward moment because everybody's kind of up downing each other like, oh, well, you're not in. Oh, I can be you. That kind of. Oh, man, sort she's of. actually really good. I don't know if I'll I don't know. Really? I, I don't know. I wasn't doing that because I was paying attention to myself. OK, so this is OK. The maybe I'm process. the only one that does that. This is the trial. Well, if you size yourself up, then you psych yourself up. You don't win. <laughs> I, I've done pageants, so I know not to do that. But this was a trial process. You check and you get a number, you stretch, you warm up, and then they taught us a dance. So that was the first rounds of cuts was they taught us a little bit of a dance and then they had us perform that in groups. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then they made a cut. Well, I met this girl out in the lobby and we were kind of sitting and stretching, eating snacks or whatever, talking to each other. Well, she got cut. And the second round was you got on the mic and you needed to improv like that you were out in an event and that you were talking to kids. And so she's like, oh, I got cut, but here's my paper if you want my notes. It was the best notes ever. <laughs> I think that's why I got it. Because she was like heaven sent. The notes were, so you're supposed to get up and what you were supposed to be acting out to the judges, pretending they're your audience of kids, was every day Radio Disney had a code word of the day. And if you heard it and you called in, you got a prize or whatever. So we had to be telling kids about the code word. Well, the code word was musical. Uh. So she gave me notes that said, hey, kids, I'm going to teach you the code word of the day. Fill in this sentence. High school musical. That's the key word. And it was the cutest way to do it. Mm -hmm. Like fill in the blank. Are Especially because high school musical was huge, huge. at that Rather time. Rather than me just being like, here's a hint. It has to do with music. You yeah. know, she's like, all right, I'll say two words and then you fill it in. High school musical and so the word was musical so she gave me those notes and i was like genius yeah, really i did not think of that uh -uh. so i went in rocked the mic did that and i i said all right we're gonna guess the code word and you're gonna help me fill my sentence i was like high school and none of the judges guessed it <laughs> oh <laughs> well, womp womp. well i i don't know if they would i mean you right, looked blankly right, right, at me right. when i said it so i just thought at least once i tell them that they'll think oh that was a cute way to say it mm -hmm. and they did so they let me through that round. So that was get on the mics. Make sure you're comfortable on the mics. I made it through that round. So people are getting cut, 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 cut. You know, first dance cut, microphone cut. Then the third cut was you had to come in with a dance that you came up with on your own that could be that could or would be or used to be played on Radio Disney. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. So is all this on the same day? Same or did day. You have, like, oh, yeah. Callbacks oh, yeah. No, or whatever. No, no, no. Okay. Callbacks are a waste of time and people don't have time for that. It's just all one day. Amen. I mean, that's how like NFL, jazz dancer. I mean, they're all they're almost always the same day. OK. Um, so this is all in one afternoon. So you had to come in with your own solo if you made it to round three. So I had prepared something in case I made it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm still standing. All these people are getting cut. They're going home. And. I made up a hip hop dance to the Big Bad Wolf that's from Disney Mania 4, sung by B5. B5? Wait, where have I seen that? Not R5. Oh, R5. That's what I was thinking of. No, no. If you look it up, so like, you know, like 
now music 10 right. they have disney mania one so it's on disney mania 4 it's like who's up <laughs> and looking back i probably wouldn't have done a hip-hop solo but i just felt like that's where i thrived and i threw in some tumbling so i did my hip-hop dance to the big bad wolf from b5 and i did some roundoff back handsprings oh before you start too they ask if you have any special moves or tumbling or whatever so i did a roundoff back handspring and they liked that and so i did my hip-hop dance to our to uh, B5 for Big, Big Bad Wolf, <laughs> hip-hop Big Bad Wolf. And uh, they loved it, and I made it. Jeez. I did, so they took three girls and three guys huh. out of all those people, out of like 100 people. I was going to say, because you number. said in the beginning there was like almost over 100 yeah. people, right? Oh, yeah. So they took three girls, three guys. So it was me, Safari, and then another girl, and she actually dropped out before... So she tried out, but then didn't actually officially accept the job. So she dropped out. And then huh. three guys. So it was me and Safari, my friend Safari, and then three guys. So that was the new team. And they were adding to an existing team. Like Jessica was already on the team. I was going to say, yeah, because you team. said Jessica was Tanner on the team. Tanner was already on the team. So right. so they took three girls, three guys. One dropped out, me and Safari. and Which, I, hold on. To, to give you the caliber of dancers that these people are. So Safari that she just named was a Utah Utah jazz dancer. And a Utes dancer. And a Utes dancer. And then uh, Jessica was a Raiderette. Yep. So like really high quality, awesome dancers. That's right. So it was quite the vigorous process. And like I was a good dancer, but like I thought, okay, there's no way if they're taking three and three. Yeah. And so they just said, well, we'll take whatever we need. And they didn't really give us like a number of how many they're taking. So, okay. So I made it in the summer. And it was before going to Utah State University. So they practice at Franklin Covey, which is in West Valley, which is a suburb of Salt Lake. And then I was going to school in Logan, which Logan is Salt Lake's an hour and a half. Right. Ish. But I was so committed because I love Disney. I love dancing. And I wanted to work for the mouse again. So I was like, I don't even care. So I was living in Logan, <laughs> hour and a half north of where dance practices were. Dance practices were every Thursday night, Franklin Covey field not field it's not a baseball field it's like indoor at franklin covey so i would drive down thursday after classes get there do my dance practice drive back up the same night go to classes on friday drive back down to salt lake on saturday for performances and i was committed to top it off she was driving this old ford taurus oh ford you know what me and that taurus it was a good car, and I think be- why it became crap is because I drove it so much. Probably, But, yeah. like, me and my Zune, which is kind of like a cheap iPod, but made from a different company. Me and my Zune, we listened to podcasts. Or not, podcasts weren't a thing. Not podcasts. No, what you, are they called? Books on CDs. There you go. We would load that onto my Zune. I would listen to those. I would listen to music. It was just me and my car. I, I loved, I actually really appreciated my moments of just me driving, listening, and doing, and thinking about whatever I wanted. I loved it. Yeah. It was very therapeutic. Uh, it is probably very therapeutic. Then partway through the year, I realized I had one class on Friday. So I was driving three extra hours for one class. So I just dropped that class on Friday. So I'd go down Thursday, do dance practice, just stay at my parents Friday and then do dance performance a Saturday and drive back up either Saturday or Sunday. Oh, so you got it. All right. So it wasn't like you were going better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did it up and back for like a month. And then I realized I didn't need my Friday class necessarily. So I would drive down Thursday, do dance practice. And then if there wasn't a performance on Saturday, I'd drive back up and spend my weekend in Logan. Because who wants to spend all their weekends in college at home at their parents' house? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> so I was like driving down and then staying if we had a performance on Saturday, which is when 90% of the performances were. And then I would drive back to Logan. So a lot of driving, but I was very committed. So we practiced, like I said, at Franklin Covey where the jazz would practice and work out. So if I got to practice early, sometimes on my Thursday classes would be canceled or I'd be able to get there early. 
they have a ton of workout equipment that the jazz players use and I would just like go do like a back workout and stuff. (laughs) It was nice. So a lot of people are like, what the heck when they hear of dance team with a radio station because radio is not a visual medium. Right. Let me explain. All right. So I made the team. This is what we would do. We would practice dances to like top 10 hits of Radio Disney that were current hot songs. We'd come up with dances. Well, we'd go out to the public. Our sales team would help us sell these packages. We'd go out to if the store was having a grand opening or if somebody wanted to pay us to come like when Station Park opened in Farmington. They paid Radio Disney to come. What it does, you draw a crowd, you start bumping your music, and you have the Radio Disney dancers out there with their name tags on. We're all in the same outfit. Like, we got the Radio Disney shirts on or the pants the road crew did. The dancers would wear red, white, and black, just whatever would be cute, and mm-hmm. we could dance in. We'd draw a crowd, start playing music, start dancing. What happens? People naturally get drawn over, and then we're handing out swag. We're promoting the Disney brand. We're making it fun for kids. We're inviting people beforehand on our website and with social media thing. I don't know, probably. On our social media channels, inviting them to come down, thus drawing more business for them. So that was what the purpose of the dance team was. We'd go out in the public, start dancing. It would draw a crowd, pass out Disney promotional items, and make it really fun for that business. And they had good items, too. Yeah, Disney would send us awesome stuff. Like, they would send us little swag for kids, like sunglasses, lipsticks uh, that had, like, the Jesse logo on it when that was on uh, Disney Channel. So, T-shirts, hats, whatever. And we would play games, so we'd get the kids active. We'd play games with them. We'd do dance performances with them. And they even had us go do, like, professional photo shoots at Faces Photography, and they made us autograph cards, and we'd bring around a Sharpie, and kids would ask us for our autograph, and we had pictures of ourselves that says Radio Disney Dancer. And I still have some of my autograph cards. That's cool. So that was really fun. So some of the stuff that we danced at, BYU Halftime, the Jazz, Utah Jazz NBA team, the timeout, that's the one you saw me at. We danced at Station Park's opening. We hosted assemblies where we would teach dances, teach kids about being active, being healthy. The main dance we taught was uh, Tayo Cruz Dynamite. Dun, 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 Dynamite. You know that song. I don't know that okay. song. Yeah, you do. I do not. We're going to light it up oh, like oh, it's oh. dynamite. All right. Yeah, All right. I'm with you. Yeah, I just sang it really good. You didn't notice. <laughs> and then High School Musical 3 was coming out when I was a dancer for them. So they had a premiere, a red carpet premiere at the Jordan Commons Movie Theater where the cast and crew from Utah that was in it, which was a ton, the dancers and the cheerleaders and the extras and everything, got to come and watch it. And we got to watch it for free on the big screen. And I was actually an extra in High School Musical 3 before I got involved in Radio Disney. So I got to watch myself on the big screen for like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> that was real fun. So we got a red carpet premiere where we dressed like in ball gowns and we got like pictures on the red carpet and then we got to watch High School Musical for free. That was That's super cool. fun. Uh, we did l- appearances at Lakai, you know, that bougie French restaurant in Sandy. Oh uh, yeah. It's like a five diamond or whatever restaurant or however you call it. Mm-hmm. So they had a big event there with like Miss Utah and MCs and I- I'm not exactly sure what we were supposed to be doing there, but we had an appearance there. That was fun. <laughs> we didn't dance or anything because we were in like formals. And then we had their autograph cards. Oh, and then, all right. You know, I crushed my car. Yeah. So this was actually at a Radio Disney event. So let me tell you. So we were signed up to dance at the Stadium of Fire with the Jonas Brothers. Okay. Which is like Stadium of Fire. Joe if you guys Bros. don't know, it's at a college football stadium and they let fireworks go. And you're sitting in the stadium and you're looking above and it just, boom, it just resonates through that whole, mm-hmm. it, the sound reverberates through the whole stadium. Well, not only that, but the Jonas Brothers, like, they were huge. equally as big as High School Musical at oh, the time. Oh, way bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was the hot yeah. item. Okay. So, I'm in Salt Lake. I'm going to drive to Provo. 30-minute drive. No, no big deal. 
drive down there, okay? I'm about to turn into the stadium. And they have like all these cones set up, super weird. So there was two lanes going one direction. And I thought they were both, the cones were set up. So I thought both lanes were turning into the stadium. So I was in the left lane and there was a right hand lane and I didn't check my blind spot. And I turned left to go into the stadium. This car was gonna go straight and wasn't turning into the stadium. Boom, hit the front of my car. Uh. Not quite T-bone. But I was listening to Jonas Brothers because I was like, okay, I got to go dance at their concert. I got to know their music. Yeah. Like, I didn't really know. I knew their stuff that was on Radio Disney, but I was like, I'm not up on their songs. So I'm like, bum, 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 like bopping the uh, Jonas Brothers on my Zoom. Did check my blind spot and just, boom, just smashed me. So did you get a dance at the concert or not? Well, I, did, am I there yet? No, I'm not know. there yet. I don't Calm know. Down. You got, I'm eager now. It's I want to know. It's coming. So I get out of my car. It's this college kid from California. Which, I, I'm a very friendly person. I run up to him and hug him. Which, if I just got in an accident and it was my fault, I probably wouldn't want to hug from the person that made it their fault. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I, I had my radio Disney name tag on him and my red, white, and black got my hair all done. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I gave him a hug. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I was like, I am I am so sorry. I had no idea. These cones, like, messed me up. Like, I thought I was supposed to be turning and I thought you were going to turn. So then, anyways, my car wasn't drivable because it, like, kind of dented my tire in. So we kind of limped it off to the side, had to call the police. They did a report and he's like, yeah, I know it was an accident, but I got to give the ticket to somebody. And I'm right. like, yeah. So they had to give the ticket to me. So I call my mom. She's freaking out, freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't die. Yeah. Okay. It was clearly an accident. So that made it worse. And then I got a ticket. Then I didn't know. I mean, I'm like, you know, young 20s. I didn't know exactly. I've never been in a car. What's I'm the so protocol? Like, do I call my insurance? Like, yeah. I had no idea what to do. So that's why I called my mom. I went through all the police stuff. Then I went up and told my boss. And I was like, this is what happened. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. That happened, like, on a work time. So she called Radio Disney's insurance, which was AAA, and let me use that since it was on work time. Oh, and let bomb. me use AAA. Because if I would have used triple or any towing service from Provo to Salt Lake, which is where my dad oh. is, to straighten out my tire... No. They would have charged you like a million dollars a mile. Yeah. I mean, that was far mm-hmm. to tow it. So Radio Disney was so nice because it was on work time, covered everything. They let me use AAA as an employee and they towed it for free to my house. That's so nice. I could not believe it. But because I had to go deal with all that, I didn't get a dance at the concert. Oh, boo. I know, right? That right? sucks. So I went up and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just so flustered. And so my team was like, it's no big deal. Like, just go. And I'm like, but I will. But I was just in no place to like perform, you know? Mm-hmm. You're so all shaken up. sucked so bad because I like, not only did I wreck my car, then I got to go home and deal with my family and my parents. And I mean, it was an accident, but then I got a ticket and it just, it was a whole mess. Right. So, but, but my boss was so cool. And like I said, let me use that insurance. Cause if I would have had to use my own or pay for towing out of pocket. I mean, they charged per mile, and that was far. Yeah, for real. I mean, BYU to Salt Lake, I yeah. just... So, that was the only bad experience that I have <laughs> tied to it, is I got in a crash on the way to the Jonas Brothers concert, because I didn't check my blind spot. And then you need to get a dance at the and Jonas Brothers And I didn't Brothers. get a dance! Uh... Okay. All right, so there we go. So there we are. I'm dancing with Radio Disney. Loved it. Did it for about a year. Um, about a year in, I had to quit because I was was starting my senior year of college and my classes were getting more intense and I couldn't do the whole up and back and up and back and dance on Thursday. So I couldn't commit and I don't want to be one of those people that commits and then doesn't follow through. Mm -hmm. So as much as I hated it, I just said, Hey, I got to take a little break because I'm a senior in college. They were like, I totally understand. Super cool. Super nice. All right. So then fast forward, I graduate from college and I did one year as a wedding planner right out of college thinking I, I, did, I went to school for journalism and part of it was public relations. I thought, you know, part of that is event planning. Mm-hmm. And I thought, all right, I would love to be a wedding planner. Did that for a year. Realized I didn't like brides. No. 
So I contacted Radio Disney again when I was back in the job search. This was January 2013. And I just said, hey, do you guys have any openings? And some of the people that worked there when I worked at the dance team were still there. So I got hired back as road crew because they had done away with the dance team. Right. So road crew is basically, and we had these when I was on the dance team. So they're the crew that meets at the station early. They load up the Radio Disney wrapped van with the music player, Mm -hmm. the table, the prizes, the dolly, the tablecloth, the backdrop, everything you would need for the event. Right. You load it Jenga style into the Radio Disney wrapped SUV, drive it to the event. As a dancer, it was nice. I didn't have to do any heavy lifting. That was literally their job. I didn't ever have to help them. I mean, I always offered, but I wasn't like trained on what to do, so to say, over and under on the cord. (laughs) So as a dancer, I would just show up to the event, dance and leave. It was great. Radio road crew, you meet at the station early, an hour early, whatever, you load in, and then you drive to the event, set up, do the event, break down, take it back, put it away. Okay? Yeah. So a lot of manual labor, but I liked it. So I did road crew where we'd do the same thing. We'd have a dance team, but we'd do the same thing. We'd go set up an event, play music, play games with the kids, pass the prize, hula hoop prize. Like, we would just give away a bunch of Disney swag. So we did events at Galvin Center. We did assemblies for students, grand openings, and... I loved it. In fact, I still have some of my... So at this point, we had Radio Disney shirts mm-hmm. um, with the logo on the front said Road Crew on the back. And then we'd all had to go buy the Adidas pants with like the white stripes down the side. Yeah. And that was like our uniform. Super comfortable. I felt like I was wearing pajamas. I mean, yeah. I do wear it as pajamas now, <laughs> which is a total relic. A Radio Disney t-shirt relic. But let me tell you about one of my funnest shifts I had as a Radio Disney road crew. Do you want to hear? Wh- yeah. Where was it? So it's called the Volunteer, get it? E-A-R. Oh, Volunteer, like Disney ear, okay? Okay. So when you do the Volunteer, it's Disney's initiative to get people into or excited about volunteering. They still have it. It's not Radio Disney specific. It's Disney as a company does the Volunteer program. Got it, okay. So that one you do alone while we did at our station. So what I did, and it's the only event I ever worked alone. You go to the station and you get the white. I still have it. It's a white t-shirt. It says volunteer, E-A-R at the end with the Mickey ears and it's red and white and black. And what I did was I loaded everything into the wrapped Radio Disney SUV and I drove it to a school in West Valley, a suburb of Salt Lake. And I hosted a whole classroom of kids for like an hour and just did whatever we wanted with really? Disney stuff. So what we did, we talked about conservation. We talked about Disney, of course. We talked about exercising and healthy eating. We did some dances and then we read books together. That's awesome. It was flipping awesome. And we would just talk about like why volunteerism is important, why Disney likes, you know, volunteers and why they should be involved in volunteerism, what we can do to volunteer as kids even. And I loved it. I got to work by myself. I got to wear the volunteer t-shirt. I got to drive the Radio Disney van by myself. I mean, it was just, it was so fun. And for like that hour, those kids were not learning about math and science and geography and all that. They oh were yeah. Like, that's like a kid's dream Yeah, in school, And they were so sure. good. And I just felt like this little celebrity of bringing them a bit of Disney happiness. For well, the none day. of that, but it's Disney. So like kids, Disney, like they probably heard someone from Disney's coming and they like were all sorts oh, of excited. Yeah. You oh, know? they're thrilled. I mean, it, Sorry, it wasn't Mickey Mouse, but right. <laughs> next best thing. So I just had so much fun working for them. Like I said, living in my home state, being able to work for Radio Disney, getting the Disney perks, being a Disney cast member still. I mean, all of that was just amazing. I loved it. All right. Fast forward. My boss <clears throat> schedules a mandatory conference call in summer of 2013. I was like, we oh. never have conference calls. Like, what the heck is this? So I was coaching cheerleading at the high school at the time and uh, part-time and Radio Disney is part-time and we get on the phone call 
Radio Disney's going out of business. Oh, no. They, the way they said it is, Salt Lake is going dark. I'm like, why are you using these fancy words? What does that mean? Does that yeah. mean we're like just, you know, slow, going dark for a few minutes and then we'll be back next year? Like, right. So I asked him, I was like, does that mean like out of business for good or like we're ever come back? And like, mm, when we go dark, we never come back. I'm like, okay, stop trying to use your fancy words to soften the blow. <laughs> you just hurt my feelings. So, yeah. So that just was like the hardest. I, I remember I was like, what? So we do the conference call. And they said, we're closing the Salt Lake Station along with seven other markets. And, you know, just to kind of cut, which, by the way, why would Salt Lake be one of the first markets you close when there are a million kids, a million moms with a million kids, and stay-at-home moms that are willing to take their kids to these events for free, my bad. These events did not cost. No. You go to Gallivan Center, you come and get a prize from me, it's free. You go to the Shoe Carney where we did a grand opening, all the prizes are free. And parents and kids love free and Utah's full of it. They're yeah. full of people that love free stuff and they're full of kids. I don't know why they picked Salt Lake. Well, not yeah. only that, but Salt Lake City is one of the places that they advertise the most to for yes. like Disneyland and things like that because that's where everybody I'm in like, Utah goes pick- to I mean, vacation. Maybe we were underperforming. I mean, they only had three full-time employees at Radio Disney. They had the station manager, they had the salesperson, I think they had two actually, two salespeople, but I don't, and I don't know if they were always there, but they had the sales team, they had the station manager, and they had the promotions manager. For a second, they had a reception to the front desk, but then they found out that was useless. So then when I went back <laughs> for my second time, they didn't have a receptionist. Nice. I huh. mean, there was, you know, and so everybody else was part-time. So maybe that's why they're underperforming. They were just a smaller operation. Yeah. So they thought close to smaller ones. Then the following year, they closed every single station and just said they were going to exist on digital space. That's so It weird. was like the hardest thing. So our very last day was August 2013 and i remember our last event in salt lake was at the valley fair mall it was at the center court area and we had old djs coming we had old road crew people from their opening to now they opened in 2013 uh 2003 in salt lake and ended 2013 so all those years of employees i mean they came to to wish radio disney well and to send them off and it was really cool slash sad. We got a big group picture of all the people that used to work there. Tyson, who worked at KSL, he came mm-hmm. back because he used to work at Radio Disney. I mean, it was so sad. Like that last day, I just, it was awful. Like our last event. But you got a ton awful. of good swag from it though. Oh yeah. So then, so then, we're, you know, it's all sad and everything. And then our boss is like, hey, well, I need help closing the station. And I was like, I'll volunteer. So for two, three days, I would go in and help them box things up. And we were going to ship stuff to California. Well, some of the stuff was like, you know, look around here. I mean, we've got posters, plates, stuffed animals. A lot of our stuff on the walls is from Radio Disney. But it was like, what do you want to do with this? Keep it. What do you want to do? And it was like, it was too expensive. I mean, all our posters, Will Smith, all these. It was too expensive and they're not really worth a lot. It was too expensive to send them to California Mm -hmm. where they were trying to send all their stuff from the stations that were closing that we got to keep so. I got two Honda Accords full of Disney swag. Yeah. And and some of the, some of the stuff wasn't even Disney swag. Like I I got like two Sensies that were just like from oh, the really? office. I got office supplies, I got paper, all that printer paper. Jeez. That purple and green, that's all from the front desk cuz they were like, what, we're going to mail a ream of paper? Yeah, Disney like, doesn't want this. Just keep it. Yeah. Uh just random crap that was in the prize closet, Lysol wipes. I mean, just stuff that you would run an office that they're like, just keep it. And so I just ran everything by my boss, can I have this, can I have this? And then I got two cars full of stuff. Huh. It was, that was the silver lining. Yeah. I got a ton of Disney swag. 
that was the blessing. It's like, I love Disney stuff, can't really afford it. And some of it's like, you can't go buy this Willow Smith poster no. at the store. You mm-hmm. can't go buy that White Queen poster that's down there. You can't buy that Monsters University. I mean, it's all stuff that I got to see it hanging on the walls at Radio Disney. All the stuff that I got. to We use those Iron Man pictures for Four Corners when we go to the mall. And, like, somebody would be Robert Downey Jr. Someone would be Pepper Potts. And we'd, like, do Four Corners and then you'd call it a corner. Right. We got to play games with those. So those that's are special sweet. to me. Where somebody else would be like, those are just laminated pictures. For me, they hold a memory. They're special. They would have done no good in California. So just let us keep them. And I'm glad they did. Yeah. Because sometimes they have their weird Disney rules of like, you know, they don't want certain things to get in people's hands. I don't know. So I just thought, this is really fun. So, I mean, I got Radio Disney logos on lots of this stuff in here. You can't get that anymore. No. That is a flipping relic. Like, you cannot, I mean, you can print your own, but like, it's not like you can buy them unless you go on eBay or something. They're not. You know, they're not out there for circulation for purchase right now. Well, the cool thing so is, too, special. is like you now like are one of the very few people that's been able to kind of work in different areas of Disney. Like you've been in Radio Disney, you worked at the parks, you know, like I don't think there's a Disney lot of people that can program. say that. Yeah, Disney College program. Give a day, get a Disney day. That was really fun. Right. I'll have to talk about that one. But I remember, and this is why it's so sad for me. So I got all the swag from it closing. That was a bittersweet moment. But I remember using my boombox when I was in elementary school and putting in cassette tapes and pushing record in elementary. I would just record Radio Disney to listen back in my room later when I was cleaning my room. (laughs) Seriously, I would just push record and just let it record all day on Radio Disney. And then I would listen back to it. It was like my childhood. And I would always try and call in, but I never got through. Yeah, well, it was recorded. (laughs) Landline. No, no, I, I'm saying when I would listen to it live, uh, okay. like I would try and call and never got through. My first radio station I ever got through to was a uh, cable and I won Lone Star tickets, but that's separate. Yeah, separate thing. But, any, but anyways, so I always try and call Radio Disney, never got through, never got through, never got through. I just thought, oh, I wanted, I don't even know what it was, win some stupid prize. So I just, it was my childhood. So when they said they were closing, not only was I sad that I was losing a job, that I couldn't work for the mouse and live in Utah because it was the last Disney job in oh, Utah. Yeah. It's the last tie other, you can possibly other, have. Other than um, creating video games for Disney, there was that, but you had to like know how to do design. Which, yeah, psh, I'm out. A programmer. Or or the Disney store where you like sell merchandise, which mm-hmm. you know me, Lordos is bad back. Can't work there. I think at that time too, it didn't exist. I think that came later. No, when- Provo Mall. Oh, Provo Mall had Yeah, it. and then City Creek. But I'm just saying there was no Disney jobs in Utah. So when they were saying we're closing this, I was like, not only am I losing my childhood. I'm losing a job, but then I'm losing one of my only ways that I can still work for Disney and live in Utah. Yeah. I mean, if I want to work for Disney now, I got to go to California. I got to go to Florida. I mean, there's a few other things here and there, but the main things that are fun, like the yeah. radio Disney or the dancing in the parades or whatever that appeal to me, I got to move out of state again. Right. So I just, I was so crushed and it's really hard for me to think back on. I'm, I'm really trying not to let these memories die. I'm not good at journaling. As a journalist, I should have a journal. <laughs> but this is, this, this podcast is helping me journal, but I got to remember these little events because how am I supposed to remember, you know, I went and danced at the Jonas Brothers concert and got an accident or that I did the halftime at BYU or that I did a timeout at the Utah Jazz NBA game. That is huge. Yeah, which that I witnessed. thousands of people. Yeah, tons. Tens of thousands of people. Yeah. So those are big things for me. I mean, that was a really fun. And when I danced at Disney, I mean, that was really fun. But nobody knew who I was because I always had something over my face right. when I was in the parades. And so for me to go out as Holly with a Radio Disney autograph card as holly as myself and people were excited to see me that was special yeah i mean i just miss it so much and i don't know if you listened to radio disney as a kid but almost every single person i talked to around our age group you know 20s to 30s is like oh my goodness i loved radio disney i love listening to it i loved having it on for like my kids or my cousins or my family or whatever just you knew it was gonna be clean you knew it was gonna be fun yeah i wasn't a big disney listener but you're kicked out of my life i know 
My bad. But uh, <laughs> my bad for not liking Disney. Yeah. Why? No, I liked I liked Disney. I was obsessed with the Disney Channel. That's like all I watched. Well, why as didn't a you kid. like listening to Radio Disney? I don't know. Well, all my siblings were. Well, you didn't like Big Bad Wolf. We'd afraid yeah. of Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> woo woo woo. Our well, and I had friends that did for whatever reason. I don't know. I just never okay. got into it. But well, for me, it was really hard, and especially seeing that. And that's part of why I like Disney. I think so much is because I've seen the back ends of it and how it works. Because sometimes you go work for a company you're like, Bleh, okay, no, thank you. But mine was the opposite. I go work for Disney. I love the company even more. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't have a huge affinity for Disney before I worked there. It was weird. I almost turned down my Disney college program, which like opened up all these doors. Look at all these doors that got open because I said yes. Yeah. Be a yes man. Say yes. Look at all these doors. And I think that is a huge reason why they picked me at the Radio Disney tryout is because they saw my resume that I'd worked at Disney, that I danced at Disney, that yeah, I, I knew like- how Disney worked and that I was okay with working for them. I didn't get terminated. I left with good marks, all these things. It just showed my work ethic because they're like, man, if they can work 65 hours a week, in 100 degree temperatures out making in Florida. Making nothing. Yeah. Making no money. You're basically doing it for the love. Yeah. So, And that was the dance team, too. I did it for fun. I mean, it was good to have the money, but by the time I paid for gas back and forth, it kind of broke even. Yeah. But I loved it. I mean, think of all the events and things I got into that just as, you know, me not representing Radio Disney, there's no way. No. Get into, like, a school and do these elementary uh, assemblies and everything. So... That was really fun for me. I don't know if you ever got to come and see me do any of that besides a jazz game. Um, I came up one time when you guys were doing something. I want to say it was at Snowbird or something like that. Brighton. You were there? Yeah. Creeping in the bushes? Because I don't remember seeing no, you. I, yeah. Were we together at that point? Yeah. Oh. We were together. In fact, I think we were married. Oh, we were totally married. Yeah. Because we got married in 2012. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'm in a time-space continuum, and I forgot. And but no, we were married in 2012, and then they closed in 2013, and I was coaching Charlie, and yes, we were married, because that's how I got the connection at the high school. Well, here's another Radio Disney story that I was a part of. So we went to the Stadium of Fire in 2013. Uh-huh. It was probably when it was. And we saw Kelly Clarkson, but we entered our names into this urn. Oh, remember, we that's went over to right. another radio station who had their pop-up, and they were like, we're giving oh. away tickets if you can answer these questions oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to do this story. Anyway, they were asking random questions about the station, which I listened to all the time. Yeah. And so I nailed the first question, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, who comes on after da-da-da? And I said the name of and the you- person. And he's like, oh my gosh, you win, you know, free meet, meet and greet. greet with Carly Rae Jepsen. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. So I got two wristbands. And I'm like, Holly, I just won these wristbands to go meet Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. And she's like, what? So she asked her boss, she's like, can I go with him to meet her or whatever? So she got out early yeah. or got off early. And we went backstage, met Carly Rae Jepsen, did boy band poses for our picture. Yeah, because we went up and she's like, hi, like very nice. Because yeah. you always, you never know what to expect when you meet celebs. Mm-hmm. So she was opening for Kelly Clarkson. Is that right? Yep. And so we got to go back and meet her. And she's like, what do you want to do for our pose? And I was like, well, would you be okay with doing a boy band? She's like, oh, are you serious? That sounds so fun. So we have a picture of us. I'm in my Radio Disney pants. I took off my um, Radio Disney shirt because I didn't want to be representing them right. back there just in case. And uh, have my my striped Adidas pants on and my undershirt and we're doing the boy band pose with Carly Rae Jepsen. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that was Yeah, fun. so you did know me in my Radio Disney days. I sure so, did. So yeah, so we went back to the stadium of fire, went back to the scene of the crime. I didn't get in an accident. I know. This time. <laughs> I had a lot of PTSD yeah. turning into that parking lot, let me tell you. And that was a great concert. That was that a was lot of so fun. That was so fun. 
So what we did was we did like a little pregame in the parking lot. We got the kids excited, got the patrons excited, gave out free Disney stuff, played music, gave out prizes, whatever. You and I met, went and met Carly Rae Jepsen. Then we got to attend the concert. We all sat together. And then during Call Me Maybe, that was one of our dances that we had that we would teach at assemblies to the kids. So it was like, Call Me Maybe. So we annoyed everybody around us and all the radio yeah. Disney dancers stood up and we we're just like in this big line and we just did our whole choreographed dance in place to Call Me Maybe. Like oh, typical like performers gosh. for Who sure. Who cares? That was we're at a concert. We're standing up. We're having fun. Yeah. So that was super fun. And then oh yeah, Kelly Clarkson. That was so fun. See all these bonuses and hookups and free concerts and everything. You just there's no way you could get those other. No, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, hey, we want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed all of Holly's stories. I oh, so many stories. I know. Yeah. I just la 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 la. You get me going on a Disney topic that I like, and just I'll just take the whole podcast. Yeah. Which was wonderful because that's exactly what I wanted was just to kind of pick her brain and get a glimpse and glimpse of that era of her life. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. And don't forget, we drop an episode every Walt Wednesday. Go check us out on basically all the platforms that are pretty much out there at this point. And keep on navigating on. <laughs> <laughs>